you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the NFL Podcast. Lost the locker room and can't find it. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wesley, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. We're back in here. Mark, I'm actually disappointed that you're not wearing your oversized sport jacket. I was hoping it would become your thing. Like you would start dressing like Paula Poundstone or something. <laughs> wow. You always That's where I'm trying to go. You always make fun of West for outdated references. <laughs> no one knows Paula Poundstone in 2015. Oh, I feel like my Twitter feed will say otherwise, Mr. Rosenthal. Uh, Our references are great, by the way. So They're great, Wes. So this is we're back in the studio one day later because that is what we have to do uh, free agency week, even though things are starting to slow down a little bit. It's calming down. There's still... Plenty of things to talk about, obviously, but we're not uh, in the frenzy. We're, are we, Greg, we out of the frenzy at this point? No, we're in the slow trot right now, but today was busy. Still more news will happen over the next four days than really happens for all of May, June, and July. So we got a lot of people out there. Unless you're Dan. You're, whenever Dan is in on a weekend, there's always a wild string of arrests. Usually a, a, a felonious incident goes down that leads to trouble. I, I'm looking forward to Sunday, basically. Wes, a lot of incidents when you when you're on because Mark and I are off. I know it's almost <laughs> suspicious now that I think of it. Um, so yeah, so we have a lot to get to today. Uh, on a, a, I think this is going to be a really good show. Going to be a great show actually. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the moves that we've loved so far. We're going to go around uh, the table at least once. Give us a move you love, then we're going to do a move you hated. And uh, we'll talk about why we feel that way. Uh, we'll also, we're also going to uh, check in on our Go Get My Lunch a dirt bag. Mm, I don't like that one. <laughs> go Get My Lunch, sleaze bucket. Clown. No. Mm, go Get My Lunch, clown. It's we're got gonna, a nice ring to it. Yeah, we're going to check in on those. Uh, our prop I like Go Get My Lunch, Mark. 
Oh. What do you think of that? I think it's, again, Greg creating <laughs> a hostile work environment. <laughs> yes. Going to create a letter to HR. So I, just, I, w- I was really glad that you, you struggled with the game was really what I was I went through. Um, I went through all of them. Uh, we got about 60 to 70% already decided, and some that will be interesting to check in on now that uh, free agency is three days old. Uh, but before we do any of that, we're going to check behind the glass and uh, – this is a new thing now. Uh, late in the week, our final podcast, our old friend, our current friend, and our future friend, the gold standard. What's up, buddy? Sirs, not too much. How you doing? How are you? Doing just great. I have to say, I got to just put it out there so everybody knows. <laughs> I walk into the, the studio, and immediately there's gold standard on on the board. He's uh, He has some new drops that he, he took care of. He's doing some organization uh, on the hard drive, and... You wonder if it's a bit of a shot across the bow of TD, who Never. may be getting a little no. too comfortable. No. Under his glorious stewardship, he's done a fantastic job. And I'm just here, you know, for general maintenance, doing my thing, keeping the ship afloat. But he's doing Isn't his thing. Isn't that exactly yeah, the see, answer you would I, give? I don't, you know, we all know Gold Standard away from the podcast to one of the nicest people at NFL Media. Mm, and, you know, that's, that is who he is. But in this particular case, there is, it was a case, he was tr- really trying to outshine. TD verbally. I think it's like a lot of pro athletes. That answer might be politically correct, but it hides the fissures that are mm. below the surface. It's like Tom Brady when he stepped in for Drew Bledsoe, saying all the right, right. things, right. but just trying to take over. There are some parallels. Most most parallels when it comes to Gold Standard uh, connect to Golden Tate, as we know, <laughs> uh, who he has active uh, sandwich wager over. But the Tom Brady, uh, but that is TD Drew Bledsoe. I don't know. Yeah, he'll be in Buffalo working on a the <laughs> Buffalo Times podcast okay. two years from okay, now. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> now that's a shot. All right, let's do some news, TD. Ooh, that's let's right. do Whoa, some. That's <laughs> awkward. No, it's <laughs> let's do some news, Gold Standard. Let's do it. <laughs> Beautiful. The great Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. Makes sense, perfect sense during free agency week. So let's talk some money. And uh, let's start with DeMarco Murray, the number one running back on the market, at least, uh, you know, until if or when and if Adrian Peterson shows up. But DeMarco Murray, the reigning rushing champion, is now a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. He signed a five year deal worth a, a touch over $40 million, uh, more than $20 million guaranteed, we're hearing, according to. Uh, Ian Rappaport, our NFL media insider. So DeMarco Murray going to the Eagles. But that's only half the story here because uh, in a kind of like a, a weird day where we're trying to figure out what's going on with the Eagles. Ryan Matthews, we thought, had a deal. And we talked about this on yesterday's show. And then it looks like Murray gets the deals and Matthews is out. But then Matthews, before we came up today, signs a three-year deal with the Cowboys. So Murray. The Eagles. Oh, excuse me. The Eagles. So Murray and Matthews both. On the Eagles. Thoughts, Greg? I wonder if the Eagles just felt like they owed it to Ryan Matthews after they already agreed to a contract. You know, that like whether it was too late. Because, Mark, you talked about it downstairs. You didn't, this was, probably wasn't their plan all along, the Murray-Matthews combo. I don't think you, I mean, I don't think you plan your offseason and say this is how we're going to attack it. But maybe Chip Kelly f- feels like he can have both. I don't have a problem with that. Wait, no, so you're I, saying that you think that they did it at, almost out of uh, as a favor to Matthews not to, to hurt him too not bad a, after this? Not a favor, but they agreed to a contract with him. They're not going to back out. Now, I thought it looked like Matthews was going to back out. 
and that it, that the possibility of him going to Oakland or somewhere else was really coming from his camp. That was the sense that I got. It sounds like maybe in between they surveyed what market was still out there for him, and the deal they had with Philadelphia was probably the best deal. And he said, I don't mind sharing the ball with you know DeMarco Murray. He's a great player. This is a great team. I just want to contribute. And ultimately, he's not getting really any more money than Shane Vereen's getting. I mean, he's getting high-quality backup money, and he's probably the best backup in the league. I loved the Matthew signing yesterday, or, or Wednesday or Tuesday, <laughs> when it first was agreed to. I thought it was great. They got an extreme bargain, one of the best early down running backs in the NFL. And then I don't know how to feel about DeMarco Murray. It looks like I thought that they were bringing him in because he was such a bargain and, and he came at a discount rate, but it doesn't look like he did. Now, $20 million, I'm That was the one really stunning thing here was the money for DeMarco Murray. Yeah, I mean that's a that especially in this market as we know to get over twenty million, and it, to me it's just like all right, this is good for Demarco Murray's career after a four hundred touch season. You would think that he's not going to have to be used in that way again in this offense. Uh, I will I will throw it uh, to you guys with this question: If you're the Eagles, would you rather have Lashawn McCoy or the Demarco Murray Ryan Matthews combo? What's a better? Are they better off now than they were a week ago? Yes. They yeah. decided by the end of last year that they didn't like McCoy on the field and but all those would important you? situations. How about, would Chris Wesling rather have McCoy? I would much rather have McCoy and Matthews than – or I would rather have Murray and Matthews than McCoy. I would too, and I'm surprised it seems like Eagles fans don't feel that way. Because to me, DeMarco Murray, you, you can say he's an injury risk, but he's a top five to seven running back in the NFL. So the difference between him and McCoy is not great if it is at all. And then you get Matthews, and you really get Alonzo too. So I think it's those three guys – or LaShawn McCoy. And the volume with when the, you know with which they run the ball. I don't have a problem with over the course of a long season two guys. It's not going to split 50-50. We know that. And I don't know they must have talked to both running backs behind the scenes and said Here's what we might do with it. I don't think they even know. And, well, Dar- and by the way, Darren Sproles. Yeah, Sproles is in the mix there, too. The one thing, and we talked about this yesterday, Chip Kelly continues to bring in <laughs> guys that have some injury history, and Ryan Matthews is basically best known for not being able to stay healthy. So you think if you have two— Which is—it's which is, it's not even true. I mean, he's a running back. Running backs get hurt. Oh, but he's he's been not hurt been a lot. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a lot of people throwing around the phrase injury risk when they really mean recency bias. LaShawn McCoy, two years ago, nobody knew if he'd play another down of football because he was still three months later experiencing experiencing concussion symptoms. To me, still, that's a much bigger injury risk he than has, anything Ryan Matthews has. I, that, that's true. It's a fair point on McCoy. But the reality is McCoy hasn't missed almost any games in his right. entire career. But if you're and a Matthews team, has throughout his career. He missed four as a rookie. He missed four uh, a couple years ago. Is that predictive? Maybe he he's missed, missed 20, for him. He's missed I don't 20 think games it is. I think five it's, years. Well, it's like Daniel Nobody's Jeremiah been. says: hurt players are hurt players. They stay hurt. That's how, that's what they do in their career. Only when they don't. I mean, there's All a right, lot of there's a lot of examples where they don't. I mean, I just well, you're right, Wes. But I think in, it it just emphasizes the fact that having two over one in that kind of of offense. That's why I like having the two of them and not just leaning on one guy and then he's gone in week three. That that's a fair point and he we've heard that they want to have a three-headed monster to me Murray's a three down back I mean that's why you get him is because he's the most complete guy that's why he's getting all the money but 
it does make you feel like Kelly doesn't exactly have a plan and he's still the fantasy owner, kind of like the first day waivers open after the season starts or, you know, before the season. And he just is like picking up everyone he can and then dropping and then changing his mind. It's like, okay, I'll go with them <laughs> at running back and then wide receiver. Typically just... it doesn't work out, the fantasy owner that overthinks things. No. But I, I don't know. It's like this is the weird move to me. I don't know. There's a lot of money now invested in the running back position for for the Eagles. And, and I don't know. It's like, who are you trying to prove? What are you trying to prove into who, Chip? And maybe it all works out and they're going to be great this year. But I don't know. I just I don't believe in these moves either. Not both of them anyway. One or the other would have been fine to me. I feel like he's getting himself into money uh, problems potentially. I like both of these backs in that offense. Mm. You know, we heard so much about the north-south thing. In my opinion, two of the top five north-south runners in the NFL. But the head-scratching part is they both operate better when they're getting 20 carries a game. Right. Like, mm. we saw that with, especially with, with, with Ryan Matthews, Matthews down two the stretch years ago. Yeah. Well, maybe one of, you know, one of them gets hurt. It's essentially maybe Matthews is an insurance policy, and a, and a very good one, and, and a team that is run first. Or maybe they're going to be run first. Everyone thinks that Chip Kelly is the passing guy, but at Oregon, and we've seen in Philadelphia, he's, he's just as much about the running game. You call him insurance policy. Don't be surprised if Matthews outproduces DeMarco Murray, with what we saw the last, would two, be the last two months of the season, DeMarco Murray was not the same back that he was the first three months of the season. And I think that's that has to be part of the reason why the Cowboys didn't show any aggressiveness. So what do the Cowboys do? They go to the draft? That's the they weird. They got Adrian Peterson in their back pocket, don't they? <laughs> I don't know. That's the weird thing about the Chip Kelly as a GM. You know, it, is it the best value to spend all this? If another, if the Raiders did this, we would make fun of them. That's the reality that they're spending this much money when the yeah, draft right. when the draft is this deep at running back. Uh, so we talked about two running backs that got paid, and now running back that just got cut. Trent Richardson <laughs> was waived by. <laughs> wow! See, <laughs> so you get a millennial in here behind the glass, and you never know what's going to happen. Trent Richardson waived by the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, capping, I would say, one of the, um, tr- uh, in terms of personnel, lows in the Colts' history. Uh, a first-round pick they gave up mm. a year and a half ago or so to get Trent, Trent Richardson, and Richardson was a stiff. He could not move, he could not gain yardage. Uh, good stat that we heard downstairs, that he has the second-lowest yards per carry average. Is this from U.S.? No, it was from ESPN. Okay, Twitter second lowest officially. yards per carry average of any running back in the NFL ever since 1970. So could not, had no explosion, no burst, never was what they want him to be, and now he's out the door. One of the biggest draft busts of all time, or trade busts of all time, and could go down as the last ever trade for a first-round pick for a running back. I mean, who's going to give up a first-round pick for a running back anymore? I don't know. Maybe Adrian Peterson. And goes down as a – man, I was talking the other week about Michael Lombardi's charm life. This was a Lombardi trade, right? I'm not mixing it up, am I? Yeah, it was him and and Banner, (laughs) and they were openly fried from all angles for even considering this trade. Actually, this is a good reminder of how stupid we all are that when this trade came out, it was – mostly people thinking it was a great trade for the Colts. You say that, though, and I do remember on this podcast, we were split. We thought that the Browns made a good deal, that it was a fair deal for the Browns. We were split. <laughs> I wrote an article saying Ryan Grigson pulled off a heist. Right. So they, I was you I know, was wrong. You were well, half of the he, split that was wrong, but but we were split well, on it. And in, in defense of everyone that defended or fried the, uh, defended the move by the Browns, or, excuse me, got... 
It's okay. Dan. It's all right, Dan. It's been a long week. <laughs> in, de- yeah, in defense of it's anyone, not your fault. anyone that said Trent Richardson was going to be a, a stud in Indianapolis, he wasn't that bad as a rookie with the Browns. He had. A he bunch looked of fresher. He's he never had, looked like that. He stuff. ran over some people. They even made a new rule because he, his crown of a helmet destroyed <laughs> someone that one time. So he didn't look too bad. Uh, it was only really after he got to the Colts where he looked totally sluggish. So at the time, he, he did, the guy he became wasn't who he was at the time of the trade. And Dan and I have a major sandwich bet on this because you claim that he will never proposition. Proposition. Oh, I don't even know what it's called now. I don't even, you know what. No better. Than I've that never qualified the word. Is Proposition's it? way better. Yeah, it's cleaner. Dan says Trent Richardson will never play another snap in the NFL. Oh, and a regular I, season. I went in the regular season. Well, not in the playoffs, of course. So well, the preseason. All right, well, no. I am taking that he will because, A, he's only 23 years old. 24. I had the date wrong. He's 24 years old, <laughs> just a year over 23, Dan. Sure. And, you know, what? he could get picked up two years from now. Maybe he has a big comeback story and gets in a week well, one game. Well, one thing you're missing is that he stinks. Yeah, but he's, a this, bum. he's got the pedigree in the background for some also, team to say we're going to fix this. I'm gonna take. Can I jump in on this? No, this is personal. No, that's the, you, this Here's is, the feels like thing. you backing out here. Either uh, you believe in okay. Trent Richardson or you don't, uh, or whatever. I'm talking to the person that I did the prop bet with. Would you please let me do it? <laughs> <laughs> when when Mark and I were downstairs and I was laying out what I thought would happen, this is how I know I'm gonna be the victor because I know you're plugged in on Richardson from his Browns days and all that. I said this is how I see his career going. He's going to. He got cut. He's gonna. Uh, get cut in training camp by some team that took a look at him. He's going to sign with the CFL and then uh, kind of flame out after a couple of years. You said, no, he'll never go to the C- CFL because he doesn't like football enough. Well, then how's he going to get back into the NFL? It I ain't happening. I guarantee you that some team's going to think we can make something out of a guy. If one thing, he's 29. He's got to get in shape. Who cares Col- about his age? The Col- he doesn't said he show had nothing. Issues last year. To ha- if you look at every every player that had a carry last season, there are probably 20 guys on there that none of us outside of Wes and Greg, so you and me, have ever heard of. There, there is some GM out there that is still thinking about his evaluation that he made of Richardson coming out of college. Exactly. So That's these why guys, he'll get signed. These guys but, always get chances, and it can be a third running back that gets two or three carries at some point. I'm going with Mark. Kajana Carter was the worst player uh, not worse, but it was an injury problem. But he kept getting chances. Washington, New Orleans, late in his career. I mean, people just let these guys who get taken high in the draft get chances after chance. It's over, Dan. Uh, Richie Incognito got back in the league, and you want to stand <laughs> on by top the of way, that. You should have learned Because something. I pick my spots, and when we get to the prediction uh, sandwich uh, props, you'll see that I'm on a roll, so I might be right about this, too. You'll see. You are you are cleaning up. Somebody's with the feeling his onions. Too. Yeah. Moving on, the Jets are finalizing a deal for a reunion with Antonio Cromartie, the thirty-year-old cornerback, is close to a deal. Uh, reports Albert Breer. Uh, this will reuni- reunite Darrell Rivas and uh, Cromartie in the Jets secondary. They played together from 2010 to 2012. We know the Jets also signed uh, Buster Screen. Uh, Screen. Screen. Is that? Screen. 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 Uh, so it looks like they have a brand-new secondary. Uh, I like this move. Don't love this one as much as Revis, obviously. And, again, this makes them a lot better in the short term. Their, corner, their secondary is going to be so much better. And Cromartie had success with Todd Bowles last year, and now he's playing with Bowles again. Wes, you think it was a bad signing? No, the Jets just cracked me up. They're hilarious. <laughs> they couldn't pay Cromartie $3 million last year. Because they wanted AWOL Dimitri Patterson on their roster. Mm. That was John Idzik. Right. Don't paint the whole Jets. That was right, but awful he was GM running that's not the there Jets. anymore. He was he's run- gone. 
I think it's funny. Like Rex Ryan would kill with this team. He would yeah. do, he would be doing awesome with this team, and they couldn't give him Crow Marty last year. They couldn't give him Revis. Well, but you know what? It might not have been. You you should have signed Cromartie last year, but that doesn't mean you should sign him this year. You want Cromartie that's hungry, coming off a disastrous season on a contract he doesn't like. You don't want Cromartie here, who's been wildly up and down in his career, in his in his thirties, getting that final payday. Like that's not the guy that I'm really looking forward to. Well, who would you rather have, Cromartie or what's on the market? I'd right rather now? draft someone and not sign big bad contracts. Bringing back a team. Wait, why are we going back and forth? Sometimes it matters the money and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> what happened to how the salary cap's getting bigger and bigger and this and this stuff doesn't matter anymore? It, it do, we I never know. I don't think Cromartie is a good signing regardless for big time money. It Greg doesn't mean it doesn't mean money doesn't matter. <laughs> it means we have to recalibrate a little bit of our expectations. Would you take Cromartie in the New England secondary right now? Depends on what the contract was. We should uh, let the listeners behind the curtain here a little bit. The scientist heat in the newsroom has been replaced by AFC East heat between mm, the Dan and the right. all week. Yes. Wes and I just look fun. at each other a couple times a day yeah. saying when this is going to end what's a, soon. You know what's always a great idea in the NFL? Bring back a team that was moderately successful three or four years ago, but pay them way more money. Somebody's noivous. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm being honest. I don't think this was a, a home run signing, but – it makes them better. Again, they're, they've got better. They're better in their secondary now. So I think uh, I'm on board with it. It's just they're just, you know, they're making moves. They're doing it. I like it, and I'm excited. The book that we've referenced roughly 4,200 times on this podcast, The Bible, yes. Oh. I just love reading the mixed reaction to everything that Antonio Cromartie represented as an on-field player and off-field nuisance and the mixture of all of it that I wonder if, you know, Bowles made it work with him last year. That's a big part of this. You're not yeah, throwing Cromartie on a guy that's never worked with him. If they can make it work, Revis and Cromartie together, they studied a ton of film. Revis was a good influence on him. Maybe D. Milner isn't a total disaster. Buster Screen is serviceable. You re- you fixed the secondary, Serviceable, though. but you're paying him like a really good Well, player. I think he's more than serviceable. Whenever you, t- whenever you say something nice about him, people go crazy. And I, I realize he's got to work on the penalties, but... You all they wanted was the new front office to go in and fix this defense. They've done it. And Screen was their number two corner last year, right, for the Browns? Yeah. So they're asking, they're he's going to be the Jets' nickel corner, their third corner. So you're giving him glad a to help role. you out there, dude. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. The the only thing with the Jets that would worry me if I was you is every time you know you. You couldn't have been more opt like the Jets Nation was very positive about the team a year ago, weren't they? Kind of coming off that eight and eight season, and it yeah. falls apart. Going into the eight and eight well, season, everyone thought, "Oh, this is the worst team in the league." Like we all like it's the worst Jets thing ever. And then they they kind of saved it. They were eight. And it eight. could go it's very like winning wrong. Winning a March championship. The fan, no, the fan base. Deal. Honestly, the fan base was confident before free agency last year, coming off that season with Rex back. After Idzik put the stink out there almost immediately, Jets fans are very unhappy about what he did in the in the secondary, and uh, I don't know. It's all over though. Idzik's gone. It's a new era, Greg, in the AFC East. <laughs> it's not a new era at all. Moving but they on. are maybe a game better. <laughs> uh, the New England Patriots. Speaking of which, and the Jets, former wide receiver Percy Harvin. Uh, former Jets wide receiver Percy Harvin, now a free agent after being cut. The Patriots, according to Chris Wesson, wrote a great piece breaking down where he thinks Percy Harvin winds up a list, the great list of five teams and gets into it on each of them. He puts a, puts at the top of it the Pats, uh, which which you think, Wes, that Harvin makes sense on the Patriots. Well, Bill Belichick's always been a huge fan of Percy Harvin. Uh 
to the point where Brad Childress used to go around gloating that he drafted Percy Harvin one spot be- before Belichick because the Patriots really wanted Harvin. Um, so I think that makes the most sense. Ian Rappaport has said that Patriots have a very good chance to get him. Of course, he visited Buffalo first, so we'll see what happens from there. Where is Brad Childress right now? He is now? at a Rite Aid instant <laughs> photo booth working as the second Stop. photo man night shift. <laughs> Wasn't he like a still telling that story? special projects coordinator or something yeah, for the Chiefs? That's my yeah, favorite. Like, is he done with his special project yet? <laughs> that's my favorite. I thought it was, was like, he's like, he's sp- like over in the corner playing Lincoln Logs. Didn't he become like spread game coordinator or like wildcat? It became I something that he like had nothing to do with what he's Special what he's projects coordinator. <laughs> what was uh, Chud when he first got hired after Browns? Didn't he have a ridiculous title too? Yeah, something like that. Admin- excuse me. <laughs> We've been working a lot this week. <laughs> this is outrageous. I like that Percy Harvin, by the way, kind of leaks to – um, ESPN's Josina Anderson that he's grown tired of being a gadget guy. He wants to be used more as a traditional wide receiver, and he Jets wants to play with a more experienced quarterback. And like, this is a guy with not a lot of self awareness in terms of like his market value. You know what I mean? Right now, after everything that's gone on the last few years, I don't know what. Look what happened the one time he played with a Hall of Fame quarterback, Brett Favre. He was the best slot mm. receiver in the NFL. I mean, Russell Wilson's not, like, the worst player. Ever. Russell Wilson not known for being one of the best passers in the NFL. Were you going for administrative assistant? Uh, yes, I was. Admin <laughs> assistant three. Uh, I liked it. Ooh, I like that. That's just, a higher pay grade. I just got this one. His uh, his title was special assistant to head coach. That doesn't sound that exciting. There's a lot of those. Not too yeah. bad. That's but how do you think that makes all the other assistants feel? <laughs> <laughs> not so special. That's Orwellian. Yeah, I get, don't think they were envious of Get Harvin Lewis. in the mix, by the way. Brandon Gibson's not going to cut it. By the way, your boy Danny Amendola is coming back, so that would seem to indicate <laughs> He's maybe, my boy? Uh, Wes floating across the newsroom. Uh, he is I don't definitely, even like Danny Amendola. He's definitely your boy. boy. No, I He's just, in the it's stable. This just, just started because Greg's been trying to cut him for a year and a half. Well, he took a pay cut to stay, so he smartly realized uh, all, all I pointed out is that he his value would be the same as Edelman's if if he did not get hurt in the first game he played with the Patriots. He uh, was largely responsible for that Ravens win. Uh, I don't know if largely responsible. But he was a oh, big, he was. big part of it. So I give him credit. Uh, moving on. Uh, Such good memories. Stick with the Pats. <laughs> uh, Brandon Browner, now former Patriot. They let him walk. He is now a member of the Saints. The Saints uh, reach a deal with Brandon Browner. Uh, three years and roughly $18 million. I don't know. This one, this one's a bit of a head scratcher to me. The, the the Patriots could have brought him back for less than two million dollars, correct? I think it was five for the Patriots, oh, but okay. they but the Saints are paying him more than that, and they gave him ten million guaranteed. I read, which I, I am surprised. But the cornerback market has been crazy. It really outlines how much teams value cornerbacks. Plus, uh, the big cornerbacks. That's what everybody wants now. And this he's is he's probably the biggest cornerback in football, right? <laughs> well, let's, Great. Let, let's talk about big <laughs> cornerbacks. One of Mark's favorite phrases: off-season hype bunnies. Saints draft a guy in the second I don't round. Think I've ever heard you say that before. Hype bunnies? Off-season yeah. hype bunnies. Yeah. That's a Jim Reinekin, uh, one of our editors downstairs. We've talked about hype bunnies. Typically draftable guys, though. Okay. okay. Saints draft a guy named Stanley Jean-Baptiste last year. Supposed to be the Brandon Browner of the Saints, 6'3", 220. Mm. Second round they draft him. He plays like eight snaps all year. <laughs> They just throw in the towel on him, and then, all right, we, we wanted Brandon Browner. We'll just go get him. Let's get the Brandon Browner of Brandon Browners. Instead of some guy with a Haitian name. Again, the Saints, I feel like, are floating <laughs> into the abyss. This rap sheet tweeted out, if the Saints do sign Brandon Browner, and it could be, it could very well happen, it happened. Sean Payton gets his locker room enforcer. Browner will take ownership. 
What? I don't even. Who said that? Yes, because two championship teams have wanted him gone in the last two years, right? Patriots gonna wait to get rid of him. Clearly, can't wait till well, Brandon Browner puts a chokehold on the first guy to step out of line in that locker room. Saints hosting C.J. Spiller too. That would be fun. Anyone want to take a, a sandwich proposition that Brandon Browner is back in the free agent market next season? No, no. no. I'd bet I do one that he leads the league in penalties. How's your vapors, Mark? <laughs> It is hot in here. I don't know what's happening. Mark fanning himself. We should get him one of those uh, the Asian fans, like the elegant yeah. ones. I just enjoy the fresh He's a air. girl. I got the vapors. <laughs> I don't want it's you to pass. It's been an outrageous week. I, can, I got some of those fans. I can bring some in. Oh, that's Not right. Kidding. Greg connected to Asian culture through his wife. <laughs> I like that just all of Asia is the same culture to Dan. Well, Japanese no, culture no for you specifically. Four uh, HR level comments coming through the mic here. Yeah. I don't understand what was wrong with what I just said. Wait, no. gold standard. You're a cultured man. You travel the world to watch soccer. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, what was wrong with what I said? Uh, no, I, I think you did fine. It'd just oh, be kind of like someone, that, like if they were. You uh, can't say oriental. If, if, you can say Asian. If they were having like, let's, let's say. A uh, <laughs> swimming podcast in Japan, and they just you know referred to North American culture. It would make about the same amount of sense. Well, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't take offense are, to it though. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, that guy's probably. By stupid. the way, their swimming podcast. It's a awesome. broad net geographically. That's since all we are saying. entirely reasonable people, we don't take offense to stuff right, like that. That's fair. I I think, I think Greg also a little bit though. No. <laughs> I'm just Greg brought fun. it up. I think you'd do better with like a Southern Spanish fan, like an oh, Andalusian yeah, 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 fan. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we've well, got well, some money attached well, what we to the need show. To do, Let's get some equipment. We got to talk to a shadowy league figure about getting you a fainting couch. Yeah. <laughs> why is? <laughs> why? Why do you get so affected by the heat? Yeah, let's I think on guess, this a little bit. Did some people, I guess, are just born that way? Or just hot blooded. I don't know, Greg. <laughs> why didn't you keep making comments about my person that I can just file <laughs> and send right on down to human resources? <laughs> Moving forward. Let's move forward. Because things got a little testy. The Saints have <laughs> traded Ben Grubbs, their guard, to the Chiefs in exchange for a 2015. I can't. It's hard for me to read with Mark in my periphery. All right. Banning himself. I put it down. We're fine. No, it's do it. I'm sorry. It's just a little bit distracting. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, trade Grubbs to Kansas City for a 2015 fifth-round pick. Uh, Grubbs. Is on the books for six point five million in salary, nine point six million on the cap. Uh, Wes, I I hate when when your scientist stuff gets blown up because you sounded really smart yesterday when you said they wanted to build stronger up the middle. But I guess they're still trying to trim money at the end of the day. This trade is as boring as the Chiefs are as a team. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another reminder of what we're saying about the Saints, though. It's an, uh, that they don't seem to have a coherent plan. They signed up to huge money three years ago, and now well, they trade him. They were talking about cutting him all offseason, and now we hear several reports today that basically every player on the Saints roster outside of Ingram, Breeze, and Brandon Cooks is being shopped around the league. So this is entire – it looks like they're blowing it up. There are whispers, by the way, some Drew Brees whispers. I know there are. Are, are they all coming from, from Mark's death? Yeah, from who? <laughs> Mark and Damashek? That doesn't no, count. No, I've heard – I've you heard, know what? I've just, heard keep, just keep whispers. guffawing in your haughty nature. Just keep staying above the fray, Greg. You know what? You're going down. Breeze Every, will not be on the roster. I get it. It's your bid at this point. Every year a Hall of Fame quarterback <laughs> must be traded or, or die or something. Next year it's going to be Aaron Rodgers moves to join like a volleyball team I or something. I really think also there's a lot of evidence with the Saints in general 
Forget Breeze. They are just letting pieces go. It's a fire sale. I don't know what they're doing. Kenny they, Stills is reportedly on the market. Let me let me just John throw. <laughs> let me just throw <laughs> something out there. I'm always welcome, no matter the context. Uh, if Drew Breeze were to become available, I'm just curious. I'm going to ask the scientists. Uh, Mark, you can jump in as well. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what a pleasure. What would it cost a team to get Drew Brees? 36 years old, maybe on the decline, but still a Hall of Fame passer with, you would imagine, a couple of years in if, the tank. If the Saints decided we are shopping him aggressively or we are willing no, to not, have our socks We're not off. desperate to, to get rid of him, but at the same time, they've made it the would, internal decision they would like to trade Here's him. where you start is a franchise quarterback. Because there's no way they would trade him without getting a top 10 to 12 quarterback or a rookie quarterback. So Geno Smith in a third for <laughs> Drew Brees. Stop. What? Stop. Oh. So, you know, if, if there was some team that was willing to give up their younger quarterback that they liked or Marcus Mariota or something like that, that's the only, that, that would be the starting point. I don't think they would trade him unless they had another quarterback in the building. Like Rap Sheet reported last year, surprisingly, during the season that the Saints would draft a quarterback this year. Right. So maybe so if they if, that, if they draft a second or third rounder this year and that guy looks promising in a year or two. How about Tampa Bay, number one overall, with an extra number one pick and one of the best players you can pick on the roster? But they're, Why they're not ready the to compete either. The Bucks aren't ready to go. Yeah, yeah, but Lovey Smith would much rather, I think, work with a total known quality quantity under center they're, than to start over with some young quarterback. I don't quarterback. think Sean Payton is thinking long term. I feel like he's year to year right Right now, it's a weird situation. Ownership, is, I just right. can't see them rebuilding. So if they got back a great quarterback like Mariota, yeah, if they thought Mariota was great, oh, that's a little different. How about Drew Brees, and I'm being serious now, Drew Brees and a five for Andy Dalton, two number ones and a conditional two that could become a one. Are you saying on who incentives. says no? Yeah. If I'm the Saints, I say no. You're getting a quarterback that's an established guy that can yeah, do not, some things. Not good enough. I I think I think franchise quarterbacks are untradeable. And if I don't have a franchise quarterback, I'm willing to give up three first round picks to have a franchise quarterback. What about a thirty six year old franchise quarterback when the coach and GM may not even be there a year or two? If you're it, Dan asked this in the newsroom, if you're the Jets and you feel like the rest of your roster can compete, I, I would have no problem the you know, he's not 39, he's 36, and we've seen what Brady and Manning have done from 36 to 38. I, I I'd be fine with and it. You, well, you also can't underestimate that Drew Brees is the Jim Brown of Cleveland. I mean, he brought them a Super Bowl. He is the greatest athlete that City's ever had by far. So to give him up, Pistol Pete. To, tra to trade him away would be the biggest like, yeah, it but would Craig, take stones. People would hate it. People would stop doing season tickets. So you better have people coming back. But why not trade him when he has value? What if it, a year from now we're like, you know what? Breeze fell off a cliff last year, and there's no trade okay. value. I just If say, Wes is the GM, he's trading him because you already think their window's closed for No, Super I'm Bowl. not trading them. I don't trade franchise quarterbacks. But you just said their Super Bowl window closed. You could, It's the NFL. It could be opened up. If you have a franchise quarterback, the window can open up again. Okay. In okay. I got gotcha. you. To me – Franchise quarterbacks are are off the table. Mm. All right, cannot trade them. Good talk, guys. Well, but Belichick has done that a couple of times. They had something in place, but I mean, I I think that right. you know, thinking out the outside what do you the mean box. Belichick's done what? He traded Bledsoe once he realized Brady was better. I and I the difference here is they don't have that. But if you could go get the number one pick and you get you get someone like a Jameis Winston, I just think he's not twenty eight years old. He is thirty six. It's fair and still playing at a high level.
And by the way, Mark, I do view you as a football head, but within the constraints of the show, we refer to Wes and Greg. I just want to. Yeah, we can, not, we can talk about it later. It would not offend me if Mark was referred to as a scientist. I understand. That. I don't want to be a scientist. I understand. But I don't want to be a pirate. Moving on, the Baltimore Ravens have agreed to a deal to keep Justin Forsett in the building. Uh, Burt Breer reports the deal is worth about $9 million over three years. This is a nice little story for Seth, this journeyman, 29 years old, all of a sudden shows up out of nowhere and steps into the void left by Ray Rice, uh, almost 1,300 yards on uh, 237 carries and eight touchdowns last year. So they bring him back. Everybody wins, right? Well, they don't bring him back to Gary Kubiak's zone-blocking scheme, which was – Responsible. They for said they're going to try to keep that keep yeah. a lot of without uh, Gary Kubia. Right. I mean, it, it's a great world when guys like you know Justin Forsett get rewarded. Trent Richardson, on the other hand, not so much. I do have to add this. I know it doesn't have anything to do with okay. Forsett, but this is a quote from Trent Richardson today. Uh, me and the GM didn't see eye to eye. My next step, I'll be the starter. Indianapolis didn't fit me. He's so stupid. <laughs> He'll be he, a terrible he, attitude. He is he is the king of That's like, gonna hurt his chances of I, like getting I jobs. Know, he's like the he needs to not talk as it's much either. It's not even just lacking self awareness. That's straight delusional. He's been saying he's been dropping delusional nuggets, by the way, for a good six months now. And he was proven wrong on every single he's one. Got a pipe there. But which is sad because when he started as a rookie, he was the opposite. And mm. when he when he was traded, the one thing not to get success back success went to his head, obviously. Well, I don't know about that, but I think <laughs> that he he wasn't this guy who's been, you know, defamed on Twitter on well, social media for three years now. Yeah, I mean, there, it makes me think there's more going on behind the scenes if he's changed his personality. When he got traded, a couple veterans, you know, that there was reports that said, listen, we won't miss him in oh, Cleveland. Right. right. Hey, Wes, do you want to talk about some Antrell role, ya boy? <laughs> He's he headed to Chicago. He does enough talking for everyone. After a five-year run with the New York Giants, he signs – uh, a three-year contract worth $11.25 million with $5 million in guaranteed money to the Bears. He was a nice player in that giant secondary, uh, made some play, was a playmaker, was an important guy for a while there. It was time for him to move on. Now he's with the Bears. Another Bears move. I don't get as excited about this one. Not that I was that excited about Andrew Roll either. But Eddie Royal, also going to the Bears, reaches an agreement. Uh, you know, it's been a long time since that breakout rookie year in 2008. But Eddie Royal in Chicago now, catching some passes. Somebody's got to do it. Brandon Marshall's not there anymore with Alshon Jeffrey. Well, filled that big hole you were talking about, the slot receiver <laughs> hole in Chicago. They knew it was Look a big Dan game. knows what's going on. Listen, plugged in. Scientist The greatest also. of all football heads. So the Bears now have Eddie Royal and Antro Roll. Thoughts? It's uh, a lot better idea than reuniting Chris Conte and Major Wright in Tampa Bay. That's true. Conte leaves Chicago. They got rolled, and Goldson leaves Tampa. The, the Chicago probably got the best end of that little exchange yeah i think that the bears have been trying to find safeties ever since mike brown was a stud by the way this contract by eddie royal it could go in my stinker contract conversation but since we're doing it now i'll just say i mean that's a crazy contract that eddie royal is getting more than five million dollars a year what in ten million dollars guaranteed in 2015 i actually almost am assuming that the reports of the money are wrong because it seems out- outrageous i don't Cash fools, everything around me Cream, get the money dollar dollar bill yo oh yeah that should be my well, theme music Wu-Tang? i like that all right yeah, isn't that the craziest contract? That the two craziest contracts I've seen are Kerry Williams getting seven million for this year, and then Eddie Royal getting ten million guaranteed. All right, just so we're all clear, <clears throat> Wes, 
<laughs> the rules of the speed round are to be as quick and concise as Even if you're, you know, a football head scientist that feels like he has a message, <laughs> during the actual speed round, got to be quick. And then maybe elaborate after the speed round. I got a couple of messages on Twitter from people saying that uh, Dan Hansa should never cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> really? Who, your brothers or something? A couple of girls. Wait, what? <laughs> All right. Well, let's we're going to we're going to investigate that. Low area girls uh call out Dan Hansis for cutting off Chris Wesley. Listen, <laughs> one day when Wes has his own show, you can go that on will, forever. Oh, that will never happen. But right now, we're all as a group and in the speed round, we just got to be fast. I don't want my own show. All right, here we go. Let's do this. <laughs> here we go. All right, we'll start in Atlanta. Falcons land former Bucks pass rusher Adrian Claiborne. Also, Pass rusher O'Brien Schofield. Wes, your thoughts? Well, Schofield comes over from Seattle. Quinn brings him <laughs> back with him. And then Claiborne has been a first-round bust. That doesn't excite me at all. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, more work they're doing on their defensive end. Henry Melton joins them, uh, a deal that could wor- be worth up to $5 million. Marks, uh, excuse me, Greg's Greg Roosevelt, boy. Greg's boy. Greg's favorite player I, in the NFL. I do feel like the Cowboys, I mean, the Bucks signing Cowboys leftovers is not the best strategy. Rex Ryan has announced the Bills have signed quarterback Tyrod Taylor. Mark Sessler, get excited. I mean, if you're looking for a way as a new coach and franchise to sell tickets, bingo. (laughs) (laughs) The Raiders have signed former Eagles safety Nate Allen. Will that make a difference, Wes? Come on, Raiders. Stop it. This guy was burnt all the time in Philadelphia. So they sign him this year so they can cut him next year. they got to back off the Raiders. Yeah, burnt. Raheem the Dream Moore agrees to a three-year $12 million deal with the Texans, that's a nice recovery. I like that nice little bargain. I don't know where Raheem the Dream came from. I don't Not know really either. Thing. Uh, anything else? Oh, C.J. Spiller is visiting the New Orleans Saints, Mark Sessler. I don't know why any player would go to the Saints right now, but I'm waiting for the Jets to swoop in and get C.J. Spiller. They, they don't seem, seem interested. They seem to have no interest. Wes, Stevie Johnson has been released by the 49ers. Anything left? I don't know why it took him a week to do it. The guy was making $6 million, and they would only play him 10 snaps a game. I have a note here that Redding to Cards, Greg. Oh, wow, Corey Redding. <laughs> One of uh, my favorite veteran defensive linemen. Good player. And cut it. That speed was, round. That was speedy. That was great, Wes. Tell all your your minion of women, your Manson uh, uh, female <laughs> following. That I don't have any I'm not. It's not personal. It's just the speed round comes with an element of speed. That's all. I think some people like it when I have messages for stat nerds. We do love it. I feel like I'm still not getting through on this. I'm trying to, though. We went fast that time. That was great. No, I just made my overall point on that. I'm, I love hearing the, the scientist pontificate. I love it. Well, West I, cannot be shackled by normal rules. Well, that, I got I think that's normal, what I'm getting at. For normal men. Occasionally, I get riled up. Not all the time. Uh, all right. Two more things before we go. Let's start with uh, moves that we loved and moves that we hated. And uh, so we'll do one each. If you have more, if you feel inclined, you want, you need to get a second one out there, that's fine. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. So like first five. up, let's go around the room. Gre- Greg, well, that's the thing, Greg. It's about picking the one beyond well, all the others. Here's one way around that. I'm going to smash a lot of the Colts ones together. I just like what they've done. Andre Johnson and Trent Cole especially. I just like these veterans. Not over the hill. Good enough. Mid-range money. I like it. That's you love it. that. See, man. I'm quick. But do you love it? Yeah, I love it. Okay. Andre Johnson, I love. That was one of mine, too, and, and I just wanted to add, 
Andre Johnson reminds me a little bit of Steve Smith last year. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder. Right, and I think mm. even better. And I think he's right. a better player. I, I think he's I, a better player right now than I Steve Smith I love that is. move. I love Andre Johnson. You're but not, I do think there is the chip on the shoulder factor. Um, by the way, I also had Andre Johnson on my <laughs> we list. We all love him. So even though he showed uh, signs of decline, yeah, he's a pumped-up guy. He's ready to do some destruction, and he's playing with maybe the 2015 MVP. So I love that move. Mark? I like Seattle getting Jimmy Graham, and I know that sounds like a, an overt positive for the Seahawks, but it's a, it's a move that puts them over the top in the NFC again. And it started with New Orleans that just wants to get rid of everything and get Max Unger. They wind up giving away Jimmy Graham. Nice job by John Schneider. You know what? It used to be Seattle and San Francisco. That's gone by the wayside. The rest of the NFC can't keep up with this team. Seattle's going back to the Super Bowl. Oofa, oofa. Hot take. I also love the Darrell Rivas move, I, but I don't feel like I needed to be stated. They'll go 8-8. Eight eight. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else, by the way? Well, don't you have a move that you love? I heard that 8-8. Eight eight. Browns are going 4-12. and 12, so do Eight-8 eight 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 would be a huge improvement for the Jets. Um, all right. Do you have another one that you love? Oh, you don't love you, anymore? I love Jabal Sheard to the Patriots. I love Randall Cobb. In this wide receiver. That's my other one. In, the, in this ride, wide receiver market, that was great. It, love, he should have made more. I love the common sense of it. It never made sense for him to leave Green Bay. It never made sense for the Packers to move on without him. I think he got banged by this theory that grew and grew and grew that that he could not possibly be paid more than Jordy Nelson or else the world would spin off its axis. <laughs> he should have gotten more money than $10 million, whatever. But still, great job by the Packers. Moves we hated. Moves we hated. And, uh, you know, we don't always like to skew negative. That's not lie. It was not. That's a lie. We do love it, Greg. I already mentioned Eddie Royal, so we'll stick at the wide receiver position. Jeremy Macklin's had one 1,000-yard season his entire career. He is now paid like a top four wide receiver in the NFL. That didn't make any sense to me. Okay, uh, I am. Uh, and Wes, you put it well yesterday about it's too soon to really say whether Chip Kelly is uh, doing anything wrong or right. But I just I'm not a big fan of what he's been doing right up to the running back situation. Signing both those guys, I feel like he's making some young GM mistakes right now that have come back to get him. So I didn't like the Spiller addition and, uh, with DeMarco Murray. Wes? Oh, move I hated? Yeah. Bears picking up Cutler's option and not cutting him. I would have cut Ooh, him. Like I would have eaten the $15.5 million and I would have moved on and given my fans some hope. It's fair. Mark? A team not giving their fan much hope is, is the Browns. A team like Seattle goes out and gets what it wants. The Jets, I give them credit for chasing down and filling needs. You can't do it all in free agency, but you can have three ways to do it. Trades, free agency, and the draft. And the Browns have stayed utterly silent on two of those three options. And I'm not saying it's over, but from where they are at this point, they've got a lot of holes to fill. 4-12 and 12 sounds about right because they've got no quarterback. I was going to say my other move that I hated, I hated the Josh McCown signing. They gave sure. $6.25 million guaranteed for a journeyman that's coming off a real crappy year. I just didn't get that. They're just making the same mistakes over and over again. Well, this is going to sound like I'm biased, but my last one I hated was the trio of Jets moves that felt like too emotional. Wow, 15, 15 million guaranteed for a 31-year-old inside linebacker because you didn't want Rex Ryan to get him, and then Cromartie and Screen just seemed a little little crazy. All right, anything else? Wes? Raiders spinning their <laughs> wheels, doing the same thing they do every year. The, the whole passel of their guys they signed, you're going to cut them next year like you always do. It makes no sense. Overpay for mediocrity. Go the first tens of the, 10 games of the year without winning a game and then cut all the guys you signed the year before. Way to go, McKenzie. You deserve an extension. 
I got one more for Greg. How about the Patriots? When you got Tom Brady for maybe two more seasons, mm. you were the one that said, how about go out there and go for it, and Hallelujah. they let a Hall of Fame cornerback go. No, that's a, it's a huge loss, but I'm – Give me a break with the Patriots fans saying, I can't believe we're not spending in free agency. They signed the third highest paid player in free agency, Devin McCourty. He's like one of the richest Patriots of all time. You know, Revis, good job by the Jets. They spent more money. Um, also, that wasn't one of my bad signs. You know that what was I hated? Good. I hated Drew Brees dressing up his child in a Jimmy Graham jersey and having mm, sulking on, on uh, Twitter. Enough of that. Well, he'll be Do something about month, it. So. You're basically running that franchise with Sean Payton. You could have made it happen if you really wanted your child not to be on the carpet. <laughs> dad talk. <laughs> Scorching dad oh, talk. Fire. Uh, all right. Finally. That's fun. <laughs> There's more. Finally. Last but not least. Mark cannot wait to get out of here. No, that's not true. I just, I'm looking at my sheet of paper, and it's blank at this point. Um, Surprise me. All right. Finally. By the way, all the Raiders hate it. Other people think we hate the Raiders. I, we I do. I, I mean, know. I do. In I this do. case, I kind of like what they've done. I think it's okay. I give them much more benefit of the doubt this year than what they did last year. Overall, I don't think it's too bad. I kind of like if a lot of If they have another draft like last year. Sorry. I know we're moving on. No, it's fine. I just want to tell the Raiders There will be propositions involved in this okay. one. There's no way they're winning more than six games. We should set Wes up with one of these Manson women that are following him. I'm not sure we want to wait. Manson women. We're not going to classify them as that. They're just simply females on Twitter (laughs) that know. Manson women. Totally different neighborhood. No one interrupts, Mr. Wesling. No one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to lock my doors tonight. It's not like that at all. Put the you'd want to be targeted here, right? Call ADT up. Dan Terry Melcher hands us. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the last thing we're going to do, we're going to check in on our. Go get my lunch, turd, uh, propositions, because we got some coverage. So I'm just going to go down the list here. As as we know, actually, I didn't bring it up, but the Revis to the Jets actually nailed me on five sandwiches. I got five sandwiches off that. Excuse me, four sandwiches, including Z Drizzle. That's how I you have a feeling this is going to be like a five-minute Hans's gloat. Anyone? No, no not at all. Uh, not. That is how you win the game, though. You're going to be up big time because of that one. I love anybody behind the glass. That, and Sorry, gold standard. Anybody behind the glass is going to get killed in this game. Um, let's see. Uh, it's a minnow stepping into a shark tank. That's let's see. I one of my. I'm just going down the list. I said Demarco Murray's going to sign with the Colts. Wes and Mark sandwiches for you from me. Congratulations there. Thank you. Uh, Mark or Z Drizzle had Ra- Raiders sign Randall Cobb and Julius Thomas. So Z Drizzle just loses wow. five sandwiches. Unnecessarily History. risky there. Yeah. I like this tweet from the Go Get My Lunch account. Z Drizzle. Colon jumps into the around the NFL podcast, loses five sandwiches, leaves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, CJ, I had CJ Spiller signs with the Eagles. Wes, Greg, and Mark all took me up on that, so I'm in trouble there. Uh, Wes, Falcons either sign Arakpo or Morgan. Mm, you might not get that. Greg um, and I. I don't think you're on, getting on that. Hook for that. It's up one. for grabs. He didn't. He keep, they've signed about four different defenders and three pass rushers or so. Those uh, are terrible. <laughs> Well, that's I fine. I said Maxwell would get more guaranteed money than Cobb. Wes, you took me up on that, so I got you there. Ooh, uh, Wes, you said doing well. You said Jason Worlds would sign with the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how would you know? Fail. Uh, Greg, you're the only one that took him up on it, though, so that worked out. Uh, Wes, you said that either Pernell McPhee or Frank Gore would sign with the Colts. Yes. So there you go, Greg and Dan. Oh, sandwiches. See, my, I was getting killed for being conservative. I very wisely stated well, that. Well, if you had just taken, yeah, 
Well, if you had taken well, that other one. I'm world. feeling fine right now. I, Keep I, going. I had a feeling he was having Mark's a spiritual well right awakening. <laughs> Wes, right? Wes said that Brandon Marshall will end up with oh, the Colts. Give me a break. Dan, Mark, and Greg all clean up there. I met Andre Wes Johnson. Wes is in trouble here. Uh, no, I'm not. Where will Sue land the Dolphins? Greg and Wes both get sandwiches there. We threw out the first the sign I'm because sweating. it got so wonked out because of the uh, pre-signing of the, tamp- the legal tampering period. Uh, most guaranteed money outside of Sue. Where are we at on that? Uh, it's going to be McCordy, so none of us no, win because none, none of us had that. I had Maxwell, which was the highest of our guesses. So yeah, I should, get some, that doesn't matter. I should at least matter. get a little potato nope. salad for that. You but get this is what you'll get. You'll get me a whole sandwich because you said Rebus and McCordy would sign yeah. with the Pats, Ooh. so I banged you on that. And then the only ones, we have four more left then that are hanging out there. Uh, well, Mark, you said C.J. Spiller will not sign with the Jets. That looks good. Only Did West, anyone take Only Wes. Oh, I'm sorry, Wes. You're getting killed here. Uh, and then well, he could still sign with the Jets. you got to buy a sandwich shop. These are the four that are <laughs> hanging out there. Adrian Peterson does not play for the Vikings. Wes uh, has three sandwiches on the line there. We're all taking that. Um, gold standard, gold, <laughs> Golden Tate will catch at least 100 passes. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Josh McCown does not start week one. I uh, love that. Uh, you, we yeah, have three sandwiches on the line. supposed to be free there. agency ones. We got to close the books. That was weird. I, I don't know. No, why, no, no. We, we agreed that, beforehand that it could be anything. Related I didn't think you were going to do that agency. though. I didn't think you were going to make. Well, that. it's not getting removed. We had the, the Sue guaranteed money one. Yeah, Jay Cutler. This is Greg's. Jay Cutler will not be a member of the Bears after the draft. That's not looking good. Well, that's over. Uh, only Dan and My Mark. My onion took hanger. That. You know, I did a real onion hanger. Wes, by the way, did not take that one. And finally, the. <laughs> Wait, why didn't you take that? Yeah, because that was. I said if I was running the Bears, he wouldn't yeah. be on my team. Yeah, that was a stupid one. And finally, I had the you, the Sioux gets more guaranteed money than all the running backs on our top one hundred and one list. It's looking pretty good. I have um. It's looking for, pretty good for me. Yeah, for for Greg, I have the Charlie Day Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> Chicken Scratch uh, Charlie writing that Greg writes, and we have a lot of the the running backs involved. The the big one, of course. Was um, Murray getting? Da- Murray got getting, twenty-one. Yeah. Matthews got seven and a half. Gore got eight and a half. Need to get to sixty. I'm, it looks like I'm going to get to sixty. It's going to be close, but it looks like you're going to get that. But you, you were the only one that took that. So that's it. That's where we're at with the sandwiches. Uh, I like it. Pretty good. You're in a you're in a good place this time, Mark. I think Mark and I will be close to even. I might be a little down. Wes is going to be giving Dan a lot of sandwiches. Give me a break. He's I'm giving not, Dan just as many as I am. Nom, 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 And Gold Standard is going to be uh, serving up some panini. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's oh, it for God. Thursday's edition of the Around the NFL podcast. We will be back on Monday. Back on Monday. Back on Monday with another show. So uh, maybe uh, some of the secondary market will be cleared up by then. Who knows? Maybe we'll have some Adrian Peterson news. It's all happening, people. Uh, so we will be back on Monday. Thank you, of course, for listening. This is Dan Hansis signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the boss, and the gold standard behind the glass. Bye. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. 
So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.